Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today we have a fantastic show for you and we are going to be talking about a very spiritual subject um, which we're going to get into in just a moment but before we do that please uh, join me in welcoming my guest Jeff Carrera. How are you Jeff? Hello there, thank you. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Now we have a really deep conversation to get into, but before we do that, why don't we talk a little bit, uh, and I'll get you to share your journey and your story and how you got into doing this amazing work. Mm. Well, my story is fairly typical of, of many people. I uh, grew up, well, fairly typical of many people and probably typical of, of uh, some aspects less typical. But um, I had spiritual experiences when I was very young, uh, as, as many people do. And uh, I think, in retrospect, I realized that they left me very ambivalent about life, the way that it was presented to me. Uh, I, I understood what people were telling me about what human life was about. It just didn't seem to add up to something uh, as big as what I had already experienced. Uh, and so when I was uh, in my late teens and, and 20s, I became a spiritual seeker. Uh, I eventually met a teacher, had a, a powerful, uh, essentially reawakening of experiences I had had when I was young. Uh, I became part of a, a community of practitioners and lived inside of a situation where I could do practice, both individual and, and group practices. Uh, and I lived there for 20 years. And during that time had deep experiences of what I would call intersubjective awakening, which, by which I mean an awakening not of an individual but of a group of individuals together. And I felt, well, that's, that felt like a bigger answer to the world's problems than individual awakening, that if we can awaken together, uh, then, then we really have something powerful. And, and it was during this time that I met Patricia Albert, who was teaching something called the Evolutionary Collective, she invited me to teach with her in New York, and we've been running an ongoing group there that we continually add people to and run, run uh, ancillary programs around for the past three years. Right. So um, what, I'm, uh, what I want to ask you is, you know, you said you had a spiritual experience when you were younger, um, and I think there's a lot of people that could be watching this video that may have had something similar. So, mm. so describe what that was for you. Sure. Well, when I was quite young, like sort of under four, I had this habit of locking myself in my parents' bathroom, and we had a, a, a you know full body mirror on the door, and I would stand in front of it and stare into my own eyes. And if I stood there long enough, I, I would expand so that I, I became as big as the house, and then I expanded beyond the house, then I was as big as the world, and then I was as big as the universe. And then I would slowly come back, and then I'd be staring in my own eyes again. And then I'd unlock the door and go. And I would continue to do that uh, periodically. And I remember very distinctly the day that I went to do it, and I couldn't do it anymore. I had forgot how and, and how depressed I was as a little four- or five-year-old uh, who lost his best trick. Uh, and, you know, I did various things... In, in the years to come, I used to lock myself in my father's car and try to stop my mind from thinking because I thought the thinking was stopping me from being able to expand to the size. You know, I did all kinds of things on my own as a little man to try to regain that experience. 
Yeah, so it's interesting because what, you know, most of the people that are sort of in our community, you know, are, are of the thought that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Right. So I'm thinking that you had a spiritual experience um, and so perhaps you needed to start to have more of a human experience <laughs> That's quite possible. Right. before you could really com comprehend or fully um, appreciate the spiritual experience. What do you right. think? I think that's definitely, I mean, certainly that's the way I'm going to look at it now because that's what happened. But uh, I can I can really see the logic of what you're saying uh, for sure. Yeah. So describe a, a little bit about the evolu evolutionary uh, consciousness for, for me. Sure. So, so the evolutionary, uh, the work is called the Evolutionary Collective and it's a group of people. Uh, and basically we, we practice something that we call mutual awakening, uh, which means typically awakening is, is, is thought of in terms of individuals. You know, individual awakening, we do meditation practice on our own, or at least I do quite a bit of that. Uh, but this has to do with people coming together in a very focused way and, and essentially through a kind of making connection uh, really in a, in a sort of causal way, at the level of being. Not, it's not a physical connection. Uh, it's usually it's dialogue, uh, but you allow yourself to be moved by the potentials that arise in relationships. So when, when you and I come together, if we open to the possibilities of what exists, I'm bringing things to this, you're bringing things to this, they're mixing in a space between us, and, and if we're sensitive, we can start to see possibilities arise for how we can mutually awaken each other. We can We can... Uh, not only awaken each other, but awaken the whole space between us. And so that's, a, that's the practice that we do. And, and then the work that we do together, beyond the, the practices, is to use that space of awakened relatedness to rethink how we can be together. You know, how should human beings live? If, if we were that alive, how would we live? Uh, a, a useful metaphor for this, it's one Patricia uses quite a bit, and we've all experienced it. Uh, but my version of it is that I was in Rhode Island during a blizzard, uh, and I was fairly young, but I was aware that in the aftermath of that disaster, people were much different than they were normally, that they were more open, they were, they were aware of each other, they were connected, and they were generous, and they were willing to give of themselves. Uh, and I remember thinking, this is the way we should be all the time. You know, why does it take a disaster for us to be willing to be connected and be aware of each other and be aware of each other's needs and be willing to dance in a beautiful way uh, where we're, we're considering so much? And, uh, and the Evolutionary Collective, essentially, one way to think about it is, is we're developing that kind of space between people without needing a disaster. Uh, and I, so in terms of evolution, I actually believe that that is where human be we need to get to that level of connection with one another. And if we aren't able to figure out ways to do it without a disaster, the universe will provide a disaster for us in order to get us there. Uh, and I prefer the former path, if possible, and avoid the disaster because I don't think it's necessary. No, I agree. You know, I had a very similar experience during the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. Mm -hmm. You would walk down the street and everyone was just 
connected and friendly and and helping each other out and if you were you know especially if you were a visitor or someone who was there mm. you know from overseas you know people Australians were going out of their way to be accommodating and and help people it was just like this is the way we should be all the time um, so what you're talking about is really helping to create like a, a connection with other people so yeah. that we're raising our joy and happiness levels um, and that we look at the way that we um, communicate or connect with each other in a completely different way. Yes, and, and I would say uh, also I think it's helpful to think of it not only as connections between each other but a field of relatedness that we exist in. Right. And, uh, and, and also it's it definitely does make us happier and, and more connected, but it also has new spiritual potentials inherent in it. It, it means if you are in that, because you don't, like at the Olympics, you're in that space, but you're not really doing anything particularly spiritual. But when you're in that space and then you consciously use it to connect in the sacred, things start to open up that are nothing less than miraculous. Uh, and in terms of visions you start to have, for who you are, for what humanity is, and for what's possible for us. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about connecting to, to inspiration or to you know intuitive direction in your life. So yes. so tell me, um, you know, I mean, you're talking a lot about spiritual practice here as well. You know, mm. what do you, what do you def define as a spiritual practice that people can do? You know, on a daily basis to help them have this connection, not just to themselves, to the who they really are, right. um, to other people, but also to to source energy as well. Right. Well, we have we have mutual. We do things called we call mutual awakening practice, and uh, they're very simple practices. And and Patricia and I are always improvising new forms of the practice. But but very simply, it means being with someone or maybe a group of others and in a very focused way speaking directly to what your experience is in the moment and then and then going back and forth but you want to do it in a way where you're not talking you're not speaking about what you think your experience is or what you think about your experience but ultimately that you're allowing your experience to be to have a voice through you in a way that's very spontaneous and then as that interacts with other people's spontaneous expression something starts to happen and, and the experience becomes shaped by the relatedness uh, and you actually go on a journey together. It's like a, it's like a shared mystical adventure uh, and all kinds of things happen in, in that space. Uh, you know, you, people have spontaneous healings that they weren't even, about things they weren't even talking about. Uh, they have awakenings to higher consciousness. They have just visions of of what's possible, and, you know, it's kind of like you're creating a magical space because you, everybody's coming together in a spirit of sacredness and love and connection, and everybody's letting go of control and not manipulating the experience, and so it's allowed to go where it wants to go rather than where you think it should go. Right. So, so I, I suppose my next question is like, how long have you been doing this, and have you seen um, a change? In the in the amount of people or the awakening of people in that time, De definitely. I've been doing that particular practice for three years, and you know, for twenty years before that, I was in a spiritual community doing other kinds of practices that are, were similar. But in the three years of doing this particular work with Patricia, uh, what I see for people is a kind of 
um, magic. You know, it has all different forms. Their life becomes very magical and open. They, and they start to feel connected to everybody and also more connected to themselves. And then what comes out of that magic is different for everybody. Some people find they need to change situations in their life that, that don't fit with this new energy, this new vibration. Other people find actually they need to do more of exactly what they were doing, more wholeheartedly because it, it fits perfectly and they just weren't engaged enough with it. Uh, and, and so it, it can take, it can manifest in all different ways, but the, the quality is people become very alive and very alert and very energetically connected to other people. Uh, one of the guys that's more recently joined our group is a college professor. And he was talking about being on campus after doing a, a weekend of this work and so saying, he felt like it was the first time he was ever really connected to people, just walking around. He was aware of the actual influence of other people and the fact that we are connected, and he could see how our habit is to walk around with a, a, a sort of assumed isolation from other people. Uh, and you know, so what effect will that have on his life over the next six months, a year, or two years? Because if you start allowing yourself to be vulnerable to the presence of other people, then things start to happen. That's how, you know, everything happens in relationship. That's the, that's the insight that Patricia and I connected on initially most strongly, that transformation happens in relationship. It happens because of a mutual influence of beings. And, and that's what we're creating, a field of mutual influence of beings whose hearts are wide open and minds are wide open. Uh, and who are holding an incredible amount of benevolence for each other, for themselves, and for the world. Yeah. I mean, that has actually been part of my journey this year. I've been on a, a, a massive journey of transformation. Mm. Uh, and I realized that one of the patterns that I had is that I would uh, close down emotionally um, to guard myself. Um, and, uh, you know, and I realized that um, that pattern has served me for many years mm -hmm. um, through through hardships and so forth. But... Um, now it's at the expense of a deeper connection with other human beings. Right. And so it has been my my journey to to you know to diminish this. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, I still have the strength when I want it, um, but now I'm able to drop in and be so present in a moment that mm -hmm. I have this true connection, um, which, like you said, it it it's not just a feeling of joy, but it's a feeling of wow, this is, you. like before I felt like I was living life on the surface right. and now I'm so dropped in, it's like I'm actually getting to live life the way it's supposed to be lived. That's, that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like, oh, this is what it means to be human. This is, this, is what, <laughs> this is how we're supposed to be. We're actually supposed to be connected. We're not supposed to be isolated and separate and, and sort of alone and, and trying to make connections through some imagined void that uh, keeps us apart. Yeah, exactly. So do people have to be in New York to work with you guys? Uh, they don't. We do, we do virtual events. Uh, we do virtual programs. And also Patricia runs another group in, on the West Coast in San Francisco. So we have two groups going. She and I partner in New York. Uh, so if you wanted to do our intensive work that involves three weekends a year, uh, you would need to at least travel to New York uh, occasionally. And, that, and many people do. Uh, but we also, as I said, we offer entirely virtual programs, which you can do via conference call. Uh, so there's no, and we we even uh, not that you're in 
Australia, but we even offer programs in, that are safe or that are friendly to Australian time zones. So we try to include everyone uh, as much as possible. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you're thinking of the Aussies. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so if people want to find out more and, and want to work with you, and, and maybe there's something, if you're watching this video, something that's sort of lit up in you, because what I find is that a lot of people have got this this longing for something something else, but they don't know what that is. And if something right. in the video has sparked some kind of interest in you, where can we send people to, to find out more? Well, we, we've really tried to make that as easy as possible. If people go to our website, which is www.evolutionarycollective.com, uh, then they just uh, can download for free uh, our book, an e-book called Mutual Awakening, and that initiates an eight-part uh, e-learning course that will take you through that practice, the background of it, and uh, I mean, we did as 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 thorough a job as we can do in that format in between the book and the course to give people a deep sense of what this work is about, what that practice is about, and, and the new paradigm of relatedness that it opens uh, us into. Great, perfect. So guys, if you click on the banner to the side or if you're on the app, you can click the banner below. That'll go through, straight through that site. Thank you, Jeff, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure having this discussion with you. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go. And make sure that you leave your email in the box on this page so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87 and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.